hey everybody, welcome to Valley Creek Christmas at home. My name is Sebastian and wherever you are in the world or however you found us, we are so glad that you're joining us today. See, maybe you're here because somebody in your life gave you one of these boxes and if that's you, man, I'm so glad that you got one. Or maybe they sent you the link to the video and said, hey, you're gonna wanna check this out. Or maybe you've just been browsing YouTube and somehow you accidentally came upon this video. If that's you, man, I'm so glad that you're here. Or maybe you're a part of our church and you couldn't wait for this day to be here. But man, however you found us, we want you to know that we have been praying and preparing for you to have an experience with the presence of God. See, as we're getting ready to start our experience, man, go ahead, get your box, grab the candles and a lighter because we're gonna have a candlelight experience later on in the service. And if you didn't get one of those boxes, that's okay. Go and look around your house. Find some candles and something to light them with. Maybe even push pause on the video to give yourself a little bit more time so that you're ready to experience that together with us. And if you don't have candles or something to light them with at your house, I mean, that's totally okay. Go ahead, grab your cell phone. And when we get to that point in the service, join us by using the flashlight app on your cell phone. We want everybody to experience this together with us. But either way, go ahead and prepare the atmosphere in the room that you're in. See, that's what me and my family are doing right now. So maybe turn the lights down a little bit, remove distractions, and prepare to receive everything that God has for you and participate to whatever level that you feel comfortable. So hey, Merry Christmas. See, wherever you're at or wherever's been going on in your life, we believe that because of Jesus, there's peace. Broken the silence 
dawn of salvation In darkness reigns no more For Jesus is greater He is greater And angels let your song begin And here comes heaven And Christ is born in Bethlehem And here comes heaven And angels let your song begin And here comes heaven And all creation worship Him And here comes heaven And here comes heaven And here comes heaven And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
circumstance that is our joy when we're weary and burdened your peace that is our light in the darkness we receive your peace so wherever you are right now peace has been given to you a hope has been given unto you 
And so Jesus, we believe that and we receive it in your name today. Amen. Christmas and welcome to Valley Creek Christmas. I am so glad that you are here with us wherever you are in the world, whatever is going on in your life. I want you to know we are so glad that you are here with us. And maybe uh, somebody gave you one of those Christmas experience boxes. Uh, maybe somebody sent you a link to this experience. Maybe you just stumbled upon this somewhere on the internet, or maybe you're a part of our church and you're here with us every single week. It, it really doesn't matter. We have been preparing and praying for you. And so thank you for letting us be a part of your Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Come on, man. It's Christmas. Lights and presents and parties and trees and family and fun and cookies and celebration. It's Christmas. And yet, this year Christmas feels a little bit different, doesn't it? I mean, if we're honest, this year Christmas doesn't have as much joy. It doesn't have as much laughter. It doesn't have as much celebration. This Christmas is a little bit different because this year has been different. I mean, like 2020, man. Wow. Who saw that one coming? It feels like this whole year, like we've been in one giant snow globe, all shook up with all this chaos and movement and brokenness around us. It feels like it's been one big storm after another wave after wave. And just about the time you feel like you have your feet under you, another wave comes in and knocks you down. It's been a season of brokenness and pain, despair and loneliness and sorrow. And if we're honest, at this point of the year, we feel weary and tired, exhausted and overwhelmed. It's been a year of grief and loss and pain and I just want to say to so many of you, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry for all the things you have had to endure and walk through this year. And I want you to know that the Lord knows and he sees. And the Bible tells us that he is close to the brokenhearted. You see, what we've wanted all year long has just been peace. Like all I want for Christmas this year is peace. Peace. It's like all, all I want, that's all we've wanted all year long. And we've tried in so many different ways to, to find that peace, haven't we? And, and I bet you've gone through this cycle somewhere throughout the year in your life. Like I think a lot of us, we started with denial. You remember that? You go back to March and we think, oh, this whole thing's going to be over in two weeks. By the time we get to Easter, it's done. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? And then we went into the isolation phase, right? Like if we just withdraw and isolate, all of a sudden everything's going to be fine and we're going to have peace. Well, that hadn't really worked out, has it? And then maybe you stepped into the control phase. Like when everything is out of control around you, you want to control everyone and everything because it's the only thing you can control. But that usually brings more chaos than peace. 
And then we probably went into the anger phase. Like, I don't know if you've noticed how angry people seem to be all year long because of all the chaos that's happening around them. And then maybe you went to the numb phase. You know that where you just kind of sit on the couch and you just stream through Netflix and social media and all those different things. Like we have tried to find peace all year long, but it hadn't really worked out, has it? You see, if we're looking for peace, it's probably pretty important for us to define what peace actually is. And, and I think we often have the wrong definition of it. Like a lot of us, we think peace is literally like if I could just go back to 2019 and my life could be like that, that would be peace. Or that peace is the absence of conflict, the absence of chaos. Peace is my circumstances and situations just the way that I want them to be. But, but that's not peace. You see, peace is the presence of God. Peace is knowing who you are, who God is, and what you are created to do. Peace is the ability to have joy and contentment in the midst of the circumstances, in spite of the circumstances. And I know... I know we always hear Christmas and peace put together, but some of you, you sit here and you're like, come on, man, what, what, does, what does Christmas have to do with peace in my life? Like, what does a baby in a manger 2,000 years ago have anything to do with peace in my life today? Well, with that perspective, the answer is nothing. Like, if you see Christmas as a vacation, a holiday, a children's story of a baby in a manger 2,000 years ago, then you're right. Christmas offers you no peace. But if you see Christmas... As the story of Jesus, the Son of God, coming to this earth and taking on humanity, moving into our neighborhood with grace and truth, Emmanuel, God with us, growing into a man to show us what being human really looked like, showing us who the Father was and what a spirit-filled life was all about, and then going to the cross to die in our place, three days later rising again and offering us a resurrection life, then Christmas is peace. It's when peace came. In fact, I love that first Christmas when the angels come to the shepherds and they show up and they say to the shepherds, do not be afraid for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You see, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I love this. The angels show up that first Christmas and they come to shepherds. The least deserving, least expecting people. The lowest of the low, the outcasts of society. And if this declaration was true for them, then it's true for us. And I want to draw your attention to this right here. It says, a Savior has been born to you. Listen, you don't need a Savior when everything is calm. You don't need a Savior when everything is good. You don't need a Savior when you have peace. No, you need a Savior when there's chaos and crisis and storms, and brokenness, and pain. And what we forget is that Jesus didn't come to rescue us from the storms out there. He came to rescue us from the storms in here. Jesus came to be the Savior, to rescue us from the sin, and the shame, and the separation between us and God. That's why it says good news of great joy. What is the good news of great joy? That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. A savior has come to rescue us from the chaos. And and what a lot of us think is, is that we just want peace with the world. But you can't have peace with the world 
until you have peace with yourself. And you can't have peace with yourself until you have first have peace with God. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to bring peace between us and God. To take care of the sin and the shame and the brokenness of our lives. To make us a new creation. To bring us home. In fact, Isaiah 53, Jesus, the baby in a manger who became the man on the cross, says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus was pierced, crushed, punished, and wounded. So that you and I could have peace and be healed. He came to reconcile us with God. To forgive us and free us and bring us home. And when we have peace with God, we can all of a sudden have peace with ourselves. Because when you know you're fully known, fully loved with no fear of rejection. When you know that God has forgiven your past and holds your future and is right here with you in the present. All of a sudden... You have nothing to prove. You have nothing to earn. You have nothing to achieve. You can be secure and have everything to receive, discover, and explore. And then when you have peace with yourself, now all of a sudden I can have peace with the world because it doesn't really matter what's happening out there because guess what? In Jesus' name, I got peace in here so I can have joy and contentment in the midst of and in spite of. And so can I just ask you a question this Christmas? Do you have peace with the world? Because if you don't have peace with what's happening around you, it's probably because you don't have peace in here. And if you don't have peace in here, it's probably because you don't have peace here. In fact, Romans 14 tells us the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. The order matters. You can't have joy if you don't have peace, and you can't have peace if you haven't been made right with God. When I'm made right with God... There's peace in here. And when I have peace in here, I can have joy regardless of what's happening out there. Okay? And so the angels go on and they keep going. In Luke chapter 2, talking to the shepherds, they say, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Maybe you've heard Charlie Brown declare this over Christmas time. And here's where we get this verse wrong. We think it just means that God poured peace out on the earth. That there should be no conflicts, no problems, no chaos. Like if Jesus was real, it said he poured peace out on the earth. No, no, look what it says. It says, peace to men on whom his favor rests. There's a condition. So then the question is, is who does his favor rest upon? His favor rests upon anyone who will receive his grace. See, favor is just undeserved favor. It's grace. It's God giving you what you don't deserve. And you'll find all throughout the Bible that it's grace that leads us to peace. In fact, look at this next verse. You'll find verses like this all over the Bible that say, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Grace. What I don't deserve. Because I hate to break this to you today, but you and I, we don't deserve peace. Why? Because we're the creators of the chaos. It's our sin and our shame and our pride and our rebellion and our attitude and our selfishness that sets the snow globe of chaos going around. We don't deserve it, but by the grace of God, Jesus came to give it to us. You see, God has always wanted you to have peace. And he's always tried to make a way. 
You see, I think it's so important for you and I to sometimes just stop and acknowledge, like, you were created to live in peace. The, the human heart was not made to live in crisis. Like, like, the human heart was not designed to contain a storm. That's why it always spills out and brings such damage and destruction to those around us. But God made a way to bring you peace. In fact, in the Old Testament, in Numbers this is what God used to have them prophesy and declare and pray over each other. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. This in the Old Testament was amazing. They would pray this over each other. They would bless each other with it. But then when Jesus came, Jesus fulfilled every line of this. This is why Christmas matters. This is why there's peace in Christmas. Come on. In Jesus, the Lord has blessed you. His supernatural power is on your behalf. He has blessed you in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing, every good thing he has entrusted and given to you. He is with you and for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. In Jesus, the Father keeps you. He's a good shepherd. And no one can snatch you out of his hand. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. You know what that literally means? May God be pleased with you and smile upon you. Do you realize that in Jesus, you are the father's beloved son or daughter in whom he is well pleased? Not because of what you do, but because of what Jesus has done. When was the last time you stopped to acknowledge that in Jesus, God is pleased with me? And be gracious to you. Grace, undeserved favor, supernatural empowerment, not just the forgiveness of our sins, but the complete transformation of our identity, forgiveness and freedom in every way. The Lord turn his face towards you. In other words, may God's attention constantly be on you. He is not just with you. He is for you and give you peace. Shalom. Comprehensive flourishing. The fullness of life. Prosperity. Success. Abundance. Goodness, peace. Because of Jesus, peace. Because of Jesus, peace to your mind. Peace to the anxiety and the stress and the fear and the doubt and the worry. Because of Jesus, peace to your heart. Peace to the shame, the insecurity the loneliness and the brokenness. Peace to your body, the sickness and the pain and the cancer and the virus because of Jesus' peace to your relationships. The brokenness and the pain and the division and the hurt because of Jesus' peace. You see, we think Jesus came to rescue us from the storm out there. He came to rescue us from the storm in here. And so many of us have said 2020 has, has created all this chaos in my life. No, the truth is storms don't create what is in here. They just reveal what's already there. And so this year, in the midst of all the chaos that's happened around you, what it's done is it's drawn all of that stuff to the surface. It didn't create it. It just revealed it. So that you would hopefully turn to the goodness and the grace of God. In fact, there's this great story of Jesus and his disciples. One day they get in a boat and they begin heading across the sea. 
And as they're going across, Jesus falls asleep in the back of the boat, and the disciples are rowing, and they're going. And as they get about halfway across the sea, the storm starts to develop. It starts real small. It's not really big, just a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, a few little uh, choppy little waves. Not a big deal. But as time goes by, it begins to get bigger and bigger, and the waves start crashing, and the wind starts howling, and the rain starts coming. This big storm develops, and the disciples do everything. They do all the things we tried to do this year. First, they deny it, like, ah, it's not a big deal. And then they kind of isolate into their own little seat, like, if I just don't look at anybody, maybe this will all just stop. And then, and then they started controlling each other, you know, yelling at each other, Peter, do this. No, John, you do that. Thomas, come on, would you just believe for once? You know, like, I mean, they're doing the whole... They're doing the whole thing, and, and then they started getting angry at each other, and then they probably, you know, all, all of the different cycles, and then eventually, as the storm gets so large, they get so desperate, they look at Jesus, and they wake him up, and they say, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that we're about to drown? Isn't it interesting that the moment a storm shows up in their life, they question the goodness of God? Don't you care? And he looks right at him and he says, why are you so afraid? Peace. And he not only calms the storm out there, he more importantly calms the storm in here. And as we've been praying and preparing for you, I, th I thought that story really illustrates 2020. I think we all got in our little boat at the beginning of 2020 and we headed off. Headed off towards what was important to us, our work and our hobby and our activities and our sports and our finances and our career and all the things we wanted to do. And we kind of forgot that Jesus is in here in our life. So we've just kind of put him in the back of the book. And man, those first two months, we were off and running 2020, new decade, new goals, new vision. Here I go, like full steam ahead. And then the storm started. And the wind and the waves and the crashing and the chaos and, and all the stuff started. And we tried to do all the things, the control and the anger and the numbing and the denial and, 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 and the isolation. We tried to do it all. And eventually we somehow got to a point somewhere along the way that it's almost like we turn our attention back to Jesus. And we're like, don't you care, man? Don't you care about my business that's falling apart? Don't you care about my marriage that is in the worst place it's ever been? Don't you care about my senior year and all the things I was supposed to do? Don't you care about my vacation and my plans and my family and my job and my life? Don't you care? And I think Jesus looks at us and he sees your concern. He's heard your cry. And so he has come. Emmanuel, God with us. He's always been in the boat. We just forget. And so he says, peace. Peace. Why are you so afraid? Why is there so much doubt? Why is there so much stress and anxiety? Peace. He wants to calm the storm in here. See, what if this whole year was about you getting to the end of yourself so you would turn and look to Jesus? I want you to just think about this for a second because I know it's been a, a brutal year. But what if the whole year was about bringing you to this point 
where you finally realized you couldn't do it on your own and you needed a savior and you just got desperate enough to turn and acknowledge who's always been in the boat with you. In fact, Genesis 50, 20, I love this verse. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Darkness this year tried to harm you, but God was looking out for you. Using this year for good, the saving of maybe your life to save you, to heal you, to make you whole. In fact, John 16, one of those famous verses, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Peace is only found in him. Because in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. In other words, Jesus says there's going to be storms out there. But no storm out there has the authority to steal the peace that I can give you in here. Okay? So... So this Christmas, wherever you are, I would bet you've thought through a thousand things this year, lots of reflection time, lots of questioning of belief and where you are and all this. So, so as we get ready to do the candle lighting thing here in a moment, I just want to ask you, just between you and me, like where are you at the end of 2020 with God? And let me just show you these, these different things. Like just real quickly, like just, just between you and me, you don't have to say this to anybody that you're watching with or that you're hanging out with. Just between you and me right now, like, like where are you on your journey with God? Like, like maybe some of you, I have accepted Jesus and I follow him. If that's you, if you've put your faith in Jesus and you follow him, man, this, at the end of this year, it's a season to double down, to be all in, to thank him for his goodness and his grace. Maybe you're, you're, you're here and you're thinking, you know what, I've accepted Jesus, but if I'm honest, I've drifted pretty far this year. Maybe you think, I accepted Jesus when I was 10 or, or, or 10 years ago or, or last year. And if I'm honest, like, like, man, this year I've drifted. I forgot that he's been in the boat. I've been so full of chaos and anxiety and stress and brokenness and pain. Okay, if that's you, then man, this is a great opportunity to repent. It's God's kindness that leads you to repentance. Turn back, come back home, and remember he is the way, the truth, and the life. Some of you are here, and you've been so rocked this year that you're like, I am ready to accept Jesus and follow him because I need a prince of peace. I need a savior. And if that's you, the Bible tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Today is your day of salvation. And and maybe you're here and you're thinking, you know what, I'm considering Jesus. Like something's moving inside of me even as I'm going through this, this experience. Like, like, like I got a little emotional. I can feel something going on. Come on, if that's you, come on, let me just encourage you. There is no other name under heaven by which you might be saved. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Take that step of faith and watch what he will do. And then maybe you're just like, hey, you know, straight up, I don't really believe in Jesus. I'm so proud of you and grateful for the honesty to just say that. That's, that's great. Here's what I would encourage you this Christmas. What if you just said, hey, Jesus, if you're real, would you just reveal yourself to me? Yes. Like, like what could it hurt to ask a God you don't believe in that if he really is real to just reveal himself to you? So, so maybe, right? Maybe your step is, man, just being grateful for what you got and to keep going. Maybe it's to come back, to come back home. Maybe it's to take that first step of faith and be a part of the family of God. Maybe it's to just say, come on, just, just 
let go of all of the rationale and go for it by faith. And maybe it's just to seek God and say, man, if you're real, would you just reveal yourself to me? Because peace is available for you. So, will you grab your candles with me? And in a moment, what we're going to do is I'm going to light my candle as a, a sign, as a symbol to say that Jesus stepped out of heaven and came to earth, the light of the world, to bring light to our darkness. And then what we're going to do is we're going to pass it from person to person. And when it gets to you, uh, you always bend your candle to the lit flame. You don't bend the lit flame to the unlit candle. You bend the unlit candle to the flame. Why? Because Jesus never bows to us. We bow to him. And, and so I want to encourage you to just kind of set the environment for a moment and, and maybe just go ahead and just close your eyes with me. And maybe let's just take a moment to just invite the presence and the peace of Jesus into our lives. I don't know where you are. and I don't know what's going on. But I know that the presence of Jesus always brings the peace of Jesus. And right now in this moment, Jesus is here. Emmanuel, God with us. He's right here in this room. When his presence comes, his peace follows. So maybe just be aware of the God who is with you. So grab your candle. Because without Jesus, everything is dark. That's it. That's all you got. Darkness, chaos, brokenness, pain. But then Jesus, the light of the world, came. To bring hope to our despair. To bring love to our fear. And to bring peace to our chaos. May this Christmas you receive the peace of Jesus.
together we sing. of Jesus, peace. Because of Jesus, peace. So now, as a sign of saying that the peace of Jesus is in me, will you go ahead and blow out your candle? I am so glad that you came to celebrate Christmas with us here at Valley Creek. May you go with the grace and peace of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Man, I am so grateful for the presence and the peace of Jesus that we welcome into our home and into our lives. Man, we're so glad you're here and you joined us today. And if you got one of those Christmas boxes, man, there's an ornament in there. Can I encourage you, put that on your tree and declare that because of Jesus, there's peace. Also, there's a conversation card that you can do with whoever you're watching this with. And if you don't have one of those, go to our website, download it, and do that with whoever you're watching this service with. Man, if you have kids, we've got some great things for kids on our resource page. And if you know anybody that you can share the peace of Jesus with this season, send them this link. 
Man, there's no better time than right now to share peace in a world full of chaos. And if you're a part of Valley Creek and you want to give, you can do so online as part of your response to God. And if you enjoyed this experience, come on, we want to invite you to continue on the journey with us at Valley Creek in this coming year. And go to our YouTube channel, check out our website, because there's some great things that God is doing. But may you experience the peace of Jesus this season. And as you go, go knowing that God is good. Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved and everything is possible. Merry Christmas.